0: Welcome to Mommy Diary, the podcast. I'm your host, Angela Kim. I'm a creative, lifestyle blogger, and mom of four. This podcast is all about honest stories of motherhood and real conversations with real mothers just like you. Unlike my Instagram account, not everything will be beautiful. I promise to be vulnerable and share stories of all the struggles and the incredible moments we all share as women and mothers. So do me a favor and screenshot this episode, add it to your IG stories, then tag me at Mommy Diary. I'd love to feature you on my Insta stories. We're all in this together, mamas. Let's dive into the show. Hi friends, welcome back to Mommy Diary the podcast. I am so glad you're back with me today. And if you didn't get to check out last week's episode about Asian American identity and what Black Lives Matter movement means to Asian Americans, um, make sure you check that out. Because it was one of my favorite episodes because Asian American identity is not something that we discuss or hear about often. Even on social media or even in mainstream media, our stories are completely silenced. And it was just a very, very interesting and enlightening talk with Professor Hejin Lee. She's not only a family friend, but a brilliant thinker, author, uh, a professor, and a leader in Asian American communities. So I hope you guys take a listen, especially if you are Asian American. So glad to have you guys back. I just celebrated another birthday and I'm officially 40 years old. I don't want to be so loud about being 40 on Instagram. I don't know. I just think that maybe Instagram is such a visual um, and younger platform. You know, to be honest, there was like a tinge of like, gosh, I'm getting old. I don't want to be 40. You know, funny story is that I even told my husband not to write 40 on my birthday cake. I don't want any 40 balloons. I told him it's kind of cheesy, but to be completely honest, it's because I didn't want to acknowledge my age. And interestingly, the universe has this way of reminding me what's really important. And we were at this beach house and... <laughs> Right across where we're staying was a lifeguard with the number four zero. No joke. So I saw that as a clear sign. The universe is saying embrace your age. You're 40. You need to talk about what this means, you know, to your audience and your family and your friends. So, you know, I'm not embarrassed by my age. I Instead, I'm super empowered by it, especially after seeing that giant number 40 that I took pictures at all weekend. It was just a really, really beautiful weekend. I hope you followed along my story on Instagram. If not, you know, make sure you guys give me a follow because you can really um, see behind the scenes of what goes on in my life and what goes on in the life of a work-at-home mom who tries to do this from home. It's a wild ride, but you know, I enjoy it. But recently, I have to say it's been a struggle. And um, the main thing is my oldest daughter, she has special needs and these Zoom calls are endless. My son who is four years old, he is full of energy. He really needs to be in school. So for those of you who aren't uh, familiar, so once I had my fourth baby, I had it all planned out, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to have the baby and I'm going to send my son to preschool and my older two daughters will be in school full time until three o'clock and everything will be perfect. I'm going to hire a nanny to stay with me and watch my daughter in the morning and just help me around the house with my other children as they come home from school and I will have at least four or five hours a day to work was my original plan and that's what happened with my son and that's how I was able to to grow my blog business. And literally a month into my postpartum days, COVID 19 happened and everything was just thrown upside down. So at first, when the pandemic happened, I thought, oh, okay, you know, the universe is healing, environment is healing. I'm sure there's something to learn from here. You know, I always try to look at life in a positive note and I always ask myself, what can I learn from this experience? So I wasn't, you know, really scared and I wasn't panicking. And this was back in March. Little did I know that even in middle of September, we would still be living this new normal that I don't know if I could ever get used to. Long story short, both of my daughters, my 15 year old and my 13 year old are home in their rooms trying to learn on their computers. And my son is not in preschool. I pulled him out because of preschool closed, And I think they are open now. And I'm still really not sure how I feel about sending him to school because, you know, obviously, he's not gonna keep his masks on at all times. He still doesn't have um, the awareness of what this pandemic means and what he needs to do to stay safe. And my daughters, my seven months old daughter just keeps growing by the day and it's a lot to manage. So today is a perfect time to talk about just growing your family and the journey through each child and what that looked like for me. You know, again, this is not like a how to have four kids because I honestly don't know how. For me, I guess a lot of kids were in my life path. I had, I always thought I would at least have three kids because I come from a family of three children. And, you know, for me, having three children was natural. My husband also has four children from his family, which is a pretty big family, you know, for our generation. And um so, you know, us coming from a family of seven kids total, you know, having three was not you know, a big deal. And I always said I wanted three kids, two girls and one boy. So we with each child, it it was almost like my life was playing out exactly the way I always thought. But it's funny because I never controlled it. It just happened. And you know, I always talk about surrender, because I really believe that the less we control, the better our life looks like. Because over time, I've observed friends who try to control their lives. You know, they want like a boy and a girl. They want certain like signs. They want their, you know, son to be a Leo, their daughter to be this sign because they get along with this sign. And then the, and then the Chinese horoscope. I've seen people who control their family in that way. And almost always things happen, you know, where things don't go as planned. And I see that over and over again. So early on in my motherhood journey, I learned that control is perhaps the most dangerous thing I can do for myself and my family because I'm limiting God. I'm limiting what God has in store for me. So um, to backtrack, my first baby, Elise, was born when I was just 24 years old. I always wanted to be a young mom and I told everyone I wanted to be a young mom. I was very idealistic about marriage and being a mom, even though I am far from like your traditional homemaker. I always knew I wanted a successful career. I was very ambitious, yet I wanted to be a mom and I wanted three kids. Um, Little did I know that the two normally don't go hand in hand and typically we have to give up one or the other, whether it's a career or being a mom to multiple children. I was so naive that I thought I can do everything, and I am doing everything, but it's a lot harder than I imagined, and I'm sure you guys can relate. You know, this stay-at-home mom life is not easy. Working mom life is not easy. Working at home mom life that a lot of you guys must be living through right now, similar to me, is really, really not easy. So long story short, I was naive. I wanted everything and little did I know how hard it would be, but it happened, right? By the age of 40, I have four beautiful children. So I think the transition from one to two children was perhaps the hardest because being a mom of one is hard. When you're a first time mom, you have to learn everything from pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, mastitis, all the vaccinations, all the little things that can go wrong like cradle cap and eczema and, you know, constipation and babies and, you know, um, skin issues, rashes, you know, allergic reactions, whatever it is. Uh, My older daughter had seizures at age three. So there's so many things that can go wrong when you're a mom. And, you know, it's a lot to learn as a first time mom when you have one child. But when you have two, now it's like you're kind of leveling up in motherhood. And now your attention goes from two to two children. And even your spouse has to step in even more, which, you know, requires, I guess, better communication. And more sacrifice from both parties. And it also means less quality time with husband and wife. And I think that's one of the hardest parts that make transition from one to two kids hard because when you're on your first child, Believe it or not, you know, it's the most exciting and easiest time because everyone is so happy for you. You know, you're pregnant and you're so excited. Your parents are excited. You know, everyone is sending you baby gifts and you know, it's a time of celebration and joy. By the time you're pregnant with your second baby, it's like people are over it. <laughs> they know, you know, you have your child. They see you as parents now. They think, okay, you got it. And you know, a lot of Um, moms I know don't really have baby showers with their second children. I didn't have one with mine. It happened pretty fast. I found out I was pregnant with my second baby a month after my first daughter turned one and I was still breastfeeding. So it was a huge surprise. And, you know, don't think that when you're breastfeeding, you're not able to get pregnant because you could still be fertile. And I think I was weaning slowly because um, it was really taking a toll. Breastfeeding was taking a toll on my body. So and, and to be honest, we weren't very like sexually active. So we must have just been very fertile during that time, especially as I was weaning, which I hear can happen to um, other women. So when I found myself pregnant, I was shocked, I guess kind of excited, but I just felt overwhelmed. Honestly, I didn't even have time to process what that meant because I was just busy trying to figure out how to be a mom to my baby girl, Elise. And she was showing signs of developmental delay at this time. And I was going to a ton of doctor's appointments. The doctor learned that she wasn't, you know, meeting her milestones by age one. I was referred to the regional center. She was going through all types of testing. But at this age, you know, they're still too young that the doctors can't really give you a concrete diagnosis because babies grow at a different pace. So I was going through a lot of that. So to be honest, my second pregnancy was just, it just flew by. It was also a time of uh, great struggle in our marriage because my husband was well. How old was like twenty seven, I believe, and he was young. And you know, being a young father of two kids, he had to build a business and really, you know, just be the breadwinner. So he was just one hundred percent focused on work. And he wasn't able to provide support for me at home. You know, he wasn't really there for me with my house chores. I and mean, I to be honest, I wish he helped more. You know, I didn't really know how to ask for help. I almost normalized it. I thought it was entirely my job, which is not true, but that's just the motherhood that I saw in my parents. Um, because they're a Korean American family and my dad didn't help out with like the father duties, like diaper changing or giving baths. So I thought that it was entirely my job. So here I was, 27 years old, pregnant, trying to figure out how I can help my first daughter, who is showing signs of special needs. And you know, trying to grow another child. So when I found out the second baby was a girl, I was happy because I always wanted two daughters close in age. I come from a family of girl, boy, girl. So my brother's like stuck in the middle. And I always thought that it would have been better if I was closer in age with my sister. So that's what happened. And the baby was born. And Wow. It just like came crashing upon me right when I hit about four weeks and I was doing everything myself. I had no postpartum care. My parents were helping with my first daughter. They didn't know that a new mom needed more help. I didn't know either. I mean, if you want to know more about this time of my life, you can go back to my earlier episodes about postpartum depression and special needs parenting. But I didn't know how to ask for help. So I was just up as soon as I came back from the hospital. I remember the next day I got up and I was just go, go, go diaper changing, breastfeeding, and just staying up all night around the clock. This is with my second daughter, Tessa. And I pretty much did everything for her. By week four, I crashed. One day I woke up and I just felt like I want to disappear. I don't want to do this anymore. It was like a really weird feeling, almost like being detached from your own body and soul. So again, you can go back to my postpartum depression episode to hear more about that. So that transition was not easy. It took me months of therapy, even though it wasn't regular, I just didn't have time. At the time, we couldn't afford to have like all these extra therapy sessions. Um, so I did what I can. And you know, I did a lot of journaling, um, just a lot of praying, I went back to church, or I tried to just connect with God regularly and I just didn't give up. Honestly, it didn't get better. I got on antidepressants and it was a really hard time for not only for motherhood but also for our marriage. My husband and I were completely detached. He was just working. I was just taking care of the kids. Resentment grew slowly and surely and I stopped asking for help. He stopped helping and I was just like broiling in my own anger and resentment and you know looking back I think if I came to him openly with love and with empathy and if we had a constructive dialogue I think we would have gotten out of it sooner but I felt pride I was like I'm not gonna ask him for help I can do this myself how stupid was that but that's what I did I said you know what I'm an independent woman and I can handle this and I just put too much pressure on myself so as part of my healing, I started blogging, I started writing, and that's what began my blog, Mommy Diary. So alongside my second daughter, Tessa, my blog came to life. So I feel that that time of my life was needed and it was necessary and it was meant to happen. But the first three to four years was just so hard. I didn't have any help. I didn't have any cleaners or, you know, any babysitters. So I would just wake up really early in the morning, my husband would go to work, I'd cook three meals every day, plus snacks, all the cleaning, all the laundry, all the dishes. It was really overwhelming and honestly, I don't want to do that again, (laughs) to be completely honest. Sure, it was a much uh, necessary time for me because I had to learn how to be a mom. But it wasn't an enjoyable time. Sure, there were moments of, you know, gratitude and joy. And I loved my children and I loved my husband. But during that time, I didn't feel these things, you know. So a big part of how I got through those days was just faith. Just having faith that, you know, I am where I'm meant to be. And that, you know, my husband truly loves and cares for me, even though I wasn't feeling it every day. And uh you know I have to set a good example for my children that I need to be there for them and you know one advice my mom gave me during that time that I'm still so thankful for is I really struggled with um just being a stay-at-home mom and I wanted to go back to work so desperately. I think it was almost a way to escape. I wanted to just leave the house. I wanted adult interaction. I wanted to talk to grown folks. I was tired of, you know, dealing with tantrums and and washing baby butts all day, you know, and I think I must have talked to my mom during that time. And she said, it goes by so fast. She said, Angela, the three or four years of your child's life is so precious. It's so important, especially for your children's just overall developmental, psychological growth. And they need their mom, you know, no one else can do this for them better than you you know, I'll do what I can to help. But this is your time to step up and be a mom. Because if you miss this time, you may regret it. I think my mom knew me, you know, and sure enough, she was right. Because so every time I would get really overwhelmed, every time I feel like running away, I would just tell myself, stay, like stay here because it's passing. And one day, if I give up now and run away from these responsibilities, which are clearly my responsibilities, yeah, of course, it's not entirely our job. But, you know, to be honest, motherhood, you know, when you're a mom and you have children, they are your number one priority. It's just the way nature intended. So, that's what I did. You know, I took it one day at a time, one blog post at a time, one journal at a time, one fight, you know, one constructive dialogue, one dinner at a time. And next thing I know, I had this really fun blog this community and I was slowly finding joy again. I started taking photos of my kids just to document my daily mom life and which turned to a, a more successful Instagram page and you can learn all about that on my previous episodes about tips for kids photography. You can also download my tips for Instagram on my blog mommy diarycom So one to two, going from one to two was hard, but it was necessary. And I learned so much about being a mom. And looking back, I needed it because you have to learn how to be a mom. You know, like you have to learn how to do the laundry well, you know, separating those darks and whites and removing stains from your kids' nicer clothes and knowing what goes into the delicate cycle, you know, like knowing how to cook, you know, knowing how to make these different and healthy dishes. And you know, I'm not trying to sound like a traditionalist. Like if you don't enjoy cooking and if you can afford to get help, if your husband loves to cook, that's great. You know, I'm jealous of you. I wish my husband knew how to do that back then, although he's learned over the years. You know, for me, I really like the fact that I can do these things for my children. Um, now that I have four, I don't want to do all the cooking and laundry and house chores and cleaning by myself but if I have to would I do it sure because I have to you know they're my kids and I want to be there for my children so after that after my second child I was like okay I'm done I don't want any more kids I know I said three but I'm meant to have two And I slowly got my life back, you know, I got out of postpartum depression, I started blogging more, you know, my husband, you know, started paying attention to me more, it felt like that we were traveling more. And, you know, it was fun. We kind of got back our, you know, like our lives together. So we would, you know, when the kids were old enough to be left at grandparents' house, we'll take these, you know, date nights, we'll take overnight trips and just do these fun things. And I think that time was when uh, my husband and I found ourselves again, and we found romance again, and we connected again. And, you know, it was like the next season of our lives. And It was nice. I started to feel some fulfillment just by being creative and writing and, you know, sharing my story with my community and just being a mom. I started writing articles on Huffington Post and publishing and different, you know, opportunities will come my way. And it was fun. And I always said, I'm not going to have a third child because I really enjoyed my life. I felt like I got my groove back. You know, I finally felt like I got my life back. And then we bought our first house. And then we moved in about, I'd say like August. And then by November, I found out I was pregnant with my third baby. And it's, you know, funny that I say this, but I believe my house right now is like super fertile. And you might laugh at me for saying this, but at uh, the house before this, which we're renting, you know, I didn't have, there were no pregnancies in that home, even though I was there for like five years. But as soon as we moved into this house, like four months later, and we weren't even actively trying, my husband and I, uh, we just used a natural family planning method, or we were where I just chart my cycle and, you know, I just try to avoid having unprotected sex during that time when I'm fertile and it served us fine. And I mean, frankly, I wasn't really worried because I wasn't getting pregnant for over five years. It just wasn't happening. Not that I was trying, but it wasn't, I wasn't actively preventing either. And then as soon as we moved into this house, like a couple months later, I found out I was pregnant. And during this time, it was a complete shock. But I have to say I was happy. I felt like I was somewhat ready for the challenge. And, you know, deep down inside, I always knew I wanted a big family of at least three children. And I felt like, you know, I'm not ready. But when are we ever truly ready for a child? You know, I don't know if I ever feel ready. Every time a baby comes, I just accept each life as a gift. And I'm shocked every time, you know, I go through waves of different emotions from shock to joy to worry to anxiety to regret, back to joy. You know, these very um, complex emotions are normal with each pregnancy. And I don't think you ever feel 100% ready. You know, you're ready when it happens and you just have to let go and let God decide the best time for you. So I found out I was pregnant with my third baby and, you know, I felt ready. My older two were a lot older and I was kind of missing, you know, having a baby again in the house. My husband was really excited and when we found out that it was a boy, oh gosh, my husband was so happy because he comes from a family of, um, he's like the oldest son of an oldest son, which, you know, is very patriarchal, but it's very important for our parents' generation. And of course, my husband, I think he felt like, oh, finally, I have a son to carry on the family name. So, you know, honestly, a big part of it was that for me too. Like, I didn't have to have a boy. I would like to have a boy, but I would have been okay with the daughter. But I wanted my husband to experience that as well, you know, that bond with a boy. and you know, God was gracious enough to give us a beautiful son. And from then on, I'd say like, I call that my own mom 2.0, a new journey began. And unlike my first two pregnancies and postpartum, which were just so hard, almost traumatic, because I just remember it being hard. You know, if people ever ask me, are you going to have another baby? I would say, oh no, I'm done. But when the third came, I was in a different place, a much better place. And I feel like I just understood motherhood in a deeper way where even the hard days came with so much uh, grace and ease. Not not to say that there were no hard days. I mean, there were days when I was losing my shit. I was crying in my closet. You know, my hormones are fluctuating. I got into fights with my husband the same way because I was tired. But, you know, I think by the third child, I was a lot more gentler with myself. It was my first time of hiring professional postpartum help, a professional um, postpartum nanny to come cook for me and take care of me and just kind of ease me into mom of three life. And so I didn't have help until my third baby was about seven months. I was looking for a nanny by this time. My blog was getting busier, and I needed time to work. And you know, it made sense that I invested into childcare, but I wasn't able to find anyone reliable. Um, but it was okay because when my daughters were in school, they left home around seven o'clock, seven thirty. They'll come home at you know two thirty together. So I had a pretty good chunk of time just to spend with my son. I enjoyed that time a lot, you know, and by um, the time he was about seven months old, I knew I needed help. So I hired my very first nanny. And you know, she still is with us today. She's great. And she just helped me so much. She pretty much gave me room and space and time to work on my blog and follow my passion and find myself again. And it was really hard to kind of let go of that control at first, um, because I was so used to doing everything, you know, making every meal myself, you know, doing every laundry myself and, you know, changing every diaper myself. But I think the more you do it, the harder it is to let go. If you're, you know, in that, situation where you have been a stay-at-home mom and you feel like you do it best and there's no one else who can do this for you, you know, take a step back and I want to tell you that it's okay to get help and it's totally healthy to have someone other than yourself to help with their children, to watch your children. If you look at um, throughout history, it takes a village. You know, women, we would raise each other's children. Sometimes in certain like small towns, they'll breastfeed each other's children. It wasn't always one child with a mom, you know, it's okay. As long as these are trusted, reliable parents, as long as your children are getting the love, you know, and the care that you can give them, of course, it's never going to be the same as a mom. But sometimes I think having help allows you to be a happier mom. So I know when I was overwhelmed that I had two kids just all over me day and night. I wasn't always nice. You know, there were times when I was grumpy and I was emotional. You know, I would yell. I found myself, you know, just feeling very stretched thin. But once I hired help, the right help, I had time again. I had time to breathe and, you know, then I would, you know, focus on my work and I felt productive because I was doing something else that was entirely my own. And then I can ease back into motherhood and really enjoy my kids again. And of course. It's not always that graceful. There are days, you know, there are good days and there are bad days, you know, having help definitely helps. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't be scared to hire a childcare um, for yourself and for your children. Even if you can't afford it, like when I afforded, when I hired my first nanny, I didn't, I wasn't really making a lot of money for my business. So I was scared. So I told her, I don't know how many hours I can use you for, but you know, we'll go from there. And now I need her for, you know, I can hire her full time and my blog has grown. So for me, it was definitely worth the investment of time and energy and money. And I'm very thankful I made that choice. And once my third baby came, I just felt Oh gosh, I love motherhood. I just fell in love with it. I just totally got to enjoy it to the fullest. And my kids, my third and my fourth kids are so much easier than my first and my second. And I hear this a lot from other moms of multiples. Other moms that have like three and four children, they all tell me that their later children are easier. And I don't know if it's because... The moms are more laid back. Like our kids can just tell that we're more experienced. That we're—I don't know if it's God's way of saying, "Okay, you've, you know, earned your stripes." So here you go, two easy children. Like I don't really know. I—I I don't know how, why that is, but I'm not the only person to say that. It's like my third and my fourth kids are so much easier. They smile more, no colic. Like my first daughter had really bad colic where she'll cry and cry and cry for hours. My third and my fourth never did that. You know, they'll, you know, wake up here and there, but they're always happy and they're just generally very happy kids. And my husband and I, we look at each other and think like, our kids are so cute. They're like human crystals. Like We literally say that because they bring so much joy. And they just like raise the vibration of our family. That even though it's hard, we can't help but to say we love having children. And even now, my fourth baby, Rumi, she's eight eight months old. And I remember my first and my second daughter were eight months old. They were so cute, but I was struggling. But for some reason this time, Even though I have more responsibility, she just looks so much cuter to me. And I just really like savor each moment I have with her. I'm able to just enjoy every breastfeeding session, even though it can get redundant and tiring at times because, you know, by the time you're on your third and your fourth baby, you look at your like older kids, right? And they have, you know, their own opinions. They say no a lot. You know, they can be difficult. I have a teenager. She talks back to me now. So when you go from that and you look at your like babies, your newborn or your baby, it really gives you a different perspective and it's hard not to appreciate that. So if you're out there, you know, you had your one or two children and it was very traumatic and you're worried about having another one, I want you to remember this, that you don't know what that child is going to look like, and most likely, that child is going to expand your heart, and you're going to have a better time. Sure, it gets crazy. You know, There are moments even now where like everyone's crying at the same time, and my daughter is angry, and both of my daughters are upset. My son is crying, my baby's hungry, and she's crying. There are those moments where I think, shit, I have too many kids. I do. I do think that, but it's rare. Most of the time I think, wow, I have my, you know, all these kids are mine. I feel so blessed, especially when all of them are in my like one eye view and I see all four of them and they're like well behaved, like watching a movie together or like they're cuddled up with each other or like playing peacefully over something. It just brings me so much joy that I am so thankful I have a big family. I'm so thankful that I have four kids. And I have to remind you again, I never, ever thought I'd have a fourth child. It wasn't until after my third baby where I even consider the possibility of a fourth because I really started enjoying my baby almost for the first time where every day was precious. Every smile was so important, like just every You know, curiosity and wonder in his eyes, just, I was able to see something. You know, I was able to see something that I couldn't see with my first and my second babies. You know, if you're out there wondering, not sure whether you want more or not, I'd say one, follow your intuition. You know best. Don't feel pressured to have another baby. If you know you're done, you're done. But at the same time, never say never because I said I was done with two children for about nine years. And when my third child came, outside of my control, but God really just gave me another child and he opened the door for a fourth baby. I really know that my daughter, like I'm able to fully enjoy her through my third baby and I'm able to enjoy my third baby through my second. I'm enjoy, I'm able to enjoy my second baby through my first child. It's almost like each child takes you through these different levels. Different chapter in motherhood and you learn different things. Each child is so different that no child is like your previous. Even if you have three girls or three boys, every child is so different. Every lesson is so different. Every experience, every joy is so different and every child is so different. There's just so much to uncover and so much wonder to that that awaits you in your family that don't be worried. You know, don't worry about what the right thing is, let the right decision come to you, listen to your intuition, pray about it. You know, I never asked God, Oh, please give me a child. I've never actually prayed that I never said, you know, please let me have a boy, please let me have a girl, like none of that. Like, I don't pray for things like that, because I really just surrender. I say, God, you know, what's best for me you know my heart, the deepest desires of my heart. And, you know, please give me what you think is best for me. That's really, for me, the greatest form of prayer. And for me, it's worked magically. So my motherhood journey wasn't perfect. As you can tell, Um, you can go back to my previous episodes to learn all about my motherhood journey until now. But it's so blessed. And it's so amazing. And it's so magical. And As hard as this time is, I still find magic and joy in my everyday life as a mom of four children. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as I shared my journey through each child, and I hope you took away what you're meant to take away from this episode. Have another great week. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Mommy Diary, the podcast. If you can relate to any of my stories, my hope is that you leave this episode feeling a little less alone and a lot more inspired. For more parenting and lifestyle stories, head over to my blog, mommy or join me on Instagram at mommydiary. If you're loving this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a 5-star review. I love connecting with you, so send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear next